It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I can remember speaking about this particular issue a long, long time ago when I was just a substitute presenter on this program years back and then in the early days of the opinion line uh, we, we talked about it and it was never a subject that was an easy conversation because I know where I stand on this I know where I've always stood on it the, the subject of assisted dying I have absolutely no problem whatsoever with assisted dying if I am sick my mind is working, but I'm sick. If I have motor neuron disease, if I have multiple systems atrophy, if I have some form of terminal cancer that cannot be that cannot be treated, if I have anything like that, I want to be able to make a decision that someone that I will either end my life or somebody who loves me will help me to end my life, and that somebody who loves me will help me to end my life, and they not have anything to worry about or any consequences for that. I have no difficulty at all with that. Dr. Andrew Lyne is of is of the group MAID, M-A-I-D, Medical Assistance in Dying. Um, Andy, you're one of the people organising a public meeting at the Metropole Hotel tomorrow night at 8.30. As I said, my cards are on the table. They've been on the table for as long as I can remember. Are we moving yeah. towards a situation where more people just think the, like I do? Just the first thing. I think the meeting's at 7.30 tomorrow 7:30. evening. And okay. it's really a meeting about increasing awareness about assisted dying so that we can give more information about what it is and also importantly about what it isn't. I think you're right. I think that there's a certainly a movement around the world that people are recognizing that people should have the, the right in certain circumstances to have a to to uh, end their suffering at the end of a terminal illness, you know, at a time and place that they're choosing where they can be surrounded by family and friends. So if you take that in the last few years, I mean, traditionally, we've had um, countries like Holland, Belgium, Luxembourg have had uh, their form of assisted dying for some years, as has the state of Oregon in the United States. But in the last number of years, all the various states in Australia have introduced uh, forms of assisted dying. New Zealand has it for over a year. Canada has it about six, six, a little over six years now at this stage. And if you look at our European neighbours, Spain and Portugal have recently introduced, Portugal only last week, but they've all introduced uh, assisted dying for their residents. And um, uh, they have a, the equivalent of a citizens' assembly in France at, at the moment to discuss it. Uh, in Ireland, 
uh, Gino Kenny, uh, Peter uh, People Before Profit TD introduced a, uh, a bill to the Dáil a couple of years ago that didn't uh, complete its course through the Dáil, but they did form a committee to discuss this, and that committee is commencing its public meetings in two weeks' time. And I think this is a great opportunity for us to deal with it. Well, it is a very difficult subject, mm. and there will be people with very different opinions on it. You, I think you, it's important you, that we, res we respect everybody's opinion, because we're all entitled to our opinions. Um, you, you mentioned that the meeting will be about what it is and indeed what it isn't. Is it, it is very, very important to put it on the table from point one, isn't it, Andy? Assisted dying is not euthanasia. Um, I think, well, I think euthanasia is a very broad term. Yes. And it's, and I mean, I, what I dislike about that term is that it encompasses many things which I, which I think would, um, um, a lot of people would uh, not be in favor of. Yeah. I mean, in it, and again, there are different versions of assisted dying in different jurisdictions, but certainly what's most important about what we would like to see introduced in this country is that it should be voluntary. Yes. Uh, I know you just, <laughs> I heard your, the, the end of your last topic, but it needs to be a genuinely voluntary uh, process. This needs to be something that the person, and, and they're, they're the most important person in, in this whole process, is the person themselves who have what is a terminal illness. And it is important that they're the ones who, who, who want it. And it's really only trying to give them the choice of, of assisted dying. Yeah. Um, uh, now, again... I, like I would have to be in a competent mental state to consent, correct? Yeah, and I mean, just to reflect what was in the Gino Kenny bill, um, uh, the Dying with Dignity bill, I think... What was proposed there is generally what we're supportive of. And in that, you would require assessment by two medical doctors that would need to be uh, uh, content that you have capacity. That's the ability to make the decision and that the decision is your own decision and not coerced by anybody else. And I think that's, that is crucial for any introduction of assisted dying. Uh, and in, in fact, in any jurisdiction in the world, the idea that it is voluntary is is um, crucial. A voluntary is sacrosanct, Andrew, is it? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, again, in in the bill, it, it's for those who are who are competent and have capacity, mm -hmm. and we're fully supportive of that. Nobody wants to. Uh, this has to be a person's own decision, and for it to be so, they have to have the ability to make that decision. Mm -hmm. Because one of the great fears that those opposed to this would have is, well, that's an easy way to get rid of our elderly in, and infirm. In, but of course, you can't do that because if you're not competent to give this, to, to make this choice, it doesn't even enter the conversation. So someone who, who has dementia or someone who's, whose mind is no longer theirs, for want of a better expression, that'll never enter the conversation. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, dementia is a turf, is a dreadful, devastating illness. And certainly in my day to day, it's the most, it's the most devastating illness I see. And, but it is essential for any assisted dying that it has to, as I say, it has to be truly voluntary. And for it to be truly voluntary, you have to have capacity and people with dementia don't. And I, 
personally would not envisage um, um, how um, um, we could at this current time uh, uh, sorry the group I represent we have ad- we have not advocated for dementia yeah. to be included yeah. uh, for for assisted dying for that reason a question that came up on a previous discussion I had about this would be things like do not resuscitates and these declarations that you have when you're still competent so you know, I am diagnosed with something terminal and it will take my mental competency at some point or other. I can put it in writing now while I'm still competent that if we get to that point, then I would like to be I, assisted I, to end my life. Is is that something that, that you would envisage? Um, well, I think that already exists to a large extent as in that people already express to their, well, I've had patients express to me that, you know, uh, they don't want excessive intervention if they become unwell. That's already people who are elderly and frail. Families will, people will often have that discussion with their family members. And I think it's very important that uh, as people are getting older, that they do express to their family members what their wishes would be so that they can convey to whoever's caring for them, whether it's in a nursing home or in a hospital, what the person's own wishes would be. Because in truth, I think we all try and respect the patient's wishes at all times as much as possible. So I always think it's very important um, uh, that, that people, you know, convey what they would like if they got into certain uh, uh, situations. I certainly know that my late father had been very clear to me what he would want and wouldn't want. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Now, as it happened, he died suddenly, so it wasn't of no, it, it never came into that I, that we had to make any decisions. But he was always very clear to me what he would have wanted and not wanted. And I think that's, a, it's a difficult conversation, yes. but I think it's a very useful one for people yeah. to have yeah. uh, with their loved ones. Is it like the conversation that we're always being encouraged to have these days about organ donation? Have that conversation with your loved ones. Make it plain to them that they know what, or that they, 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 they know what you would want. Should, should we all have that conversation with our Yeah, I, I think it's, I, 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 while, while a different topic, I think it is very difficult for people uh, if they're in the kind of the acute trauma of having lost a loved one and then someone's asking about organ donation, that can be very difficult. However, I think if we all, most people, not all, but most people, if we step back, would actually be quite happy to donate our organs if we were, the person who is who who uh, who's being the uh, the donor. Um, if we find ourselves in that situation, we don't like to think about that because it's a very unpleasant thought, obviously. But I mean, I mean, yes, I think it's always good to think ahead, and I think it's always good to think ahead about what might happen further down the road. Yes, indeed. Okay, the meeting is. Uh, Tomorrow night, 7.30 night at the Metropole Hotel. Uh, thank you, Andy. That's Dr. Andy Lyne, a member of IDS Made. That's Irish Doctors Supporting Medical Assistance in Dying. It's rather a long title, but it speaks for itself. 0818 96 96 96. I would like to know what you think about this. Uh, there is a bill on the table written up by Gino Kenny a couple of years ago and you know what's going to happen that's an opposition bill which means the government of the day will take it dismiss it as rubbish then rewrite it and do it as their own thing and pretend it's their own work that's what happens with opposition bills but somewhere down the road we are going to have an assisted dying framework in this country I think we can kind of accept it as given at this stage. Um, 
We'll take it further next. It is many years since I last spoke to uh, Tom Curran. I'm not aware that it was nearly 10 years, though, Tom, since Marie died. Uh, God, it's 10 years ago now, which means it must be more than 10 since we last spoke. Good morning. Good morning. Um, there is an Oireachtas Special Committee discussing the assisted dying and how it might work in this country. Do you yes. think we are? Do you think we are closer to a scheme or a framework under which we might be able to decide? Okay, I've had enough. Want to go quietly? I would hope so because <clears throat> not only is it ten years. Well, it'll be ten years in December since Mary died, but it's ten years since the Supreme Court passed it back to the Oireachtas to do something about this or to, to look at the, the issue. Remind listeners uh, again, Tom, what happened there. You'd do it far better than I. Uh, well, Mary, just to give a little bit of history on, on Mary herself, uh, Mary had, had MS. And Mary had MS when I met her. We were both uh, separately divorced, uh, and we met, and, and I mean, the, the relationship took off very quickly. And Mary had MS, and she told me very quickly in case, as she put it herself, I wanted to run. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. As her MS progressed, Mary decided, in her own words, these are the words that she used, that MS was taking over her life. And, she, and, and it was controlling her life. But she didn't want it to control her death. She didn't want a long, uh, prolonged, lingering death and possibly painful. Uh, so she made the decision that at, at a particular time, when, as she put it herself, when the quality of life that she had was no longer what she wanted and, and no longer worth living, she wanted to be able to, to stop. Mm. Now, she, uh, this is not that Mary was suicidal. Mary mm. loved life, as we both did, and we both, even under the difficult circumstances, we really enjoyed the life that mm. we had together. I remember, anyway, I remember, you know, reading sorry. many articles about you. Too. You loved one another fiercely and did not Absolutely. want to be parted. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and I still love Mary. I mean, there's no doubt about do. that, even though it's 10 years. Anyway, uh, we took a, a case... The, the case to the High Court and, 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 on to, and appealed it on to the Supreme Court for Mary to be allowed to get assistance. Uh, and the assistance is very important in that uh, while suicide is perfectly legal, it has been legal in this country since 1993, uh, so any rational person can take their own life. There is nothing to prevent a rational person, and, and people would, would, may argue that that's not true, but this was established clearly in the High Court that that is a right that everybody has because it's not breaking the law. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, so the, the assistance part comes in when, for two reasons. One is when, because providing a peaceful death to yourself is very difficult. There's almost nothing that you can buy over the counter uh, that you have access to freely. So to provide that peaceful death is, is very difficult without involving somebody else, such as like a doctor to prescribe something. Yes. Uh, Nambiatal being the, 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 the one that's used in all of the countries that, uh, that, that, ha- that provide assisted dying. But anyway, so that's one area. But the second is when the person, their illness gets to the point where it's very difficult for them to take control of the act themselves. So they need the assistance to, to do that, like holding the glass while they drink or something to that effect. Uh, so this was what, what the case was about. We, Mary knew that at any time, because we had put our plan in place, Mary knew that at any time she could make that decision and she could have her wishes. Now, that meant me breaking the law, mm. but I had given her that assurance. So we took the case for Mary to allow to be assisted. And it, it, it was... Uh, we, we took it on a constitutional basis that the constitution gave Mary this right. And the, the, the court said that that wasn't the case, but that they said that this was something that, as they put it in their own words, that if they could provide it for Mary alone, they would, which is a very bold statement to make because they impressed her so much. But there were lots of other people in Mary's situation. Yeah. But anyway, the, the court said that this was something that was definitely needed to be looked at in Ireland. And that was 10 years ago. So you, it's taken 10 years for this committee yeah. to be established. You mentioned the, the drinking of, of Nambutal um, yeah. as, as the, 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 the method in other countries. And it, it is like this, isn't it? That if Marie or Mary had been able to drink the Nambutal herself, that was perfectly her right to do so. But for, well, you, for you to give it to her, that yes. was a crime. Exactly. But also obtaining the Nambutal. Nembutal is a restricted substance. Yes. So you can't just go into a shop and buy it or order it over the, you know, order it yes. on, it's from Amazon. So or for you like to that. provide it to her. Exactly. It's yes. a crime. A crime exactly. carrying what? 14 years in jail. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, the Supre- but this, and the Supreme Court said at the time, sort this out. Exactly. And they put it straight back to the Oireachtas to say, look at this. And, partic- and they said that it was urgent because... As, as it turned out, Mary didn't have long to live. She, lived, she died that same year. Uh, so th- they said, we need urgency to look at this. And uh, 10 years is urgent. Yes. Ridiculous. Are you attending this meeting? On I am. I'm speaking at it, yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Do you think In that... Fact, it's, the, it's the first of a series of meetings around the country to, to coincide with, with the two, inst- to, to two situations. One... Uh, the, the important one, as far as everybody else is concerned, being the, the establishment of the Oireachtas Committee. Mm. Uh, but the second is to coincide with Mary's uh, 10th anniversary. Yes. So we're having four meetings coming up to the summer, and then followed after the summer period, because we don't feel people would want to talk about this or listen to it during the holiday period. After that, uh, we, will, we will continue the meetings around the country. Tom, when I spoke to you first a number of years ago, you you were as passionate then as you are now, but 
you would always have the lines lighting up with people who said nobody has the right to decide when life ends except God. And and there well, and those and those thinkers are still out there. But do you think that 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 is on the wane? Do you think? I, I think so. And, and let me could I just say that if a person feels that way, they're yeah. perfectly entitled Absolutely. to feel that way. Yeah. And and I would support their right to have that view. That everybody's entitled to their own view, providing it doesn't affect somebody else. But, but they don't have that right to impose that view on Mary or anybody else that feels that way. Yes. Uh, so, as I say, I would, perfect, I would completely support their right to feel that way. And if they want to uh, live on, no matter what distressing situation they're in, I support their right to get the best possible service, palliative care or whatever you want to call it, to do that. But at the same right, at the same time, uh, a person has a right to decide that they shouldn't or yeah. shouldn't be forced to, to, to stay that way. And let me bring and that up, is their right. That me, should be their right. Let me bring up another question that was always put at the time, Tom, and it was this. So if we start with what you want, yeah. we end up with disabled children being anaesthetized, shall we say? Sure, yeah. The, our, our elderly relatives being anaesthetized. I use that word because I don't want to use the E word. I, of course, yeah. Um, yeah. That's where if we start with what you want and your perfectly rational explanation as to why you believe it should be available, we start there, we end at the other one. Answer that question because you often have done. Of course, yes. Uh, this is the, the, what's known as the slippery slope. That uh, This is the, the first step on, on uh, yeah. you know, killing off our grannies and all sorts of things. Uh, and, and I'm sorry if I sound a bit flippant, but I've just heard it so often. Uh, there are so many examples where this hasn't happened. I mean, for instance, Oregon and, and Washington were the first states in America to bring this in. That was 20 years ago. They haven't moved in the slightest, and it works perfectly well there. Switzerland is probably one of the best examples of how this works. They're, they're nearly 20 years. They're the only country where people can travel to. They're compassionate enough. Is this Dignitas, that well-known company? Yeah. Well, there, there are several over there. Oh, okay. Most people think of Dignitas, but there's four other clinics as well uh, over there. Uh, I mean, I know them pretty well, haven't been involved in, the, in this for, for quite some time now. But uh, the, the, the examples are out there that this just doesn't happen. But yeah. also, it's our choice as to how far we go. It, it's not a question that somebody is dictating our laws here. We make our own laws. So if we want to bring this in, and we do want to extend it, that's our choice. But if we don't want to extend it, that's our choice as well. Yeah. There, are, there are laws all over the country, or sorry, all over the world, about things that we have laws about too. But that doesn't mean we have to have them exactly as they are. Yeah. Yeah, so even it, 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 the, the, the slippery slope thing is just a, you know, what I would call a red herring. Yeah. Bernie, has, a Bernie has a question here. She says, isn't it contrary to what doctors in hospitals and nursing homes should be doing, which is preserving and prolonging life? Society should put more and more effort into lengthening life and making it livable. If this goes through, it will, like it or not, be seen as a change in the way we view care and treatment of disease. Uh, well, uh, part, part, I mean, people think of the Hippocratic Oath when they think of doctors. 
But the Hippocratic Oath has been superseded, especially in Europe, by uh, a European, I suppose, code of, 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 of practice. And part of that is to respect the autonomy of the patient. Yeah. And this is all we're asking. Okay. The autonomy of the patient, the wishes of the patient be respected. Do you think it'll happen, Tom? Oh, I hope so, yes. I, I, I hope so. I, I, my, my fear, or whatever it is, that it'll, we've just had a, a citizens' assembly as, uh, put together to look at the, the drug problem that we have in Ireland, to look at drug use and what should be done about that. My fear is that part of this committee's thing will be to put it to the citizens' assembly to see for, for the, the, the Oireachtas to abdicate their responsibility and put it back to people to say, yes, we want this brought in, yeah. as they did with other things. But yeah. uh, that's my fear. That, so they're, that could be putting it on the long finger and pushing it down the road another two years, another two years. Yeah. So it could be 10 years' time. But I have no doubt that it will come in in some form here, in some sort of compassionate form. All right. Okay, Tom, thank you. Good to speak with you again. It's been quite some time. Tom Curran, uh, partner of the late Mary Fleming. So, Frank, on assisted dying, uh, your thoughts? Um, I just personally think it's a no-brainer how anybody could not agree with it. Dumb phones me, but the government won't touch it. Why not? They won't touch it this side of any election because of their voter base. Basically, with Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, their voter base is probably that bit more elderly and more set in their ways. And as Tom said, the little religious bit coming into it. Um, because I, I brought that up, really. Yeah, I, I, I know you did, but it, yeah, you're right, it's waning but it'll take maybe another half a generation before it wanes. Um, I mean, Thomas did right. Ten years ago, the Supreme Court said, do something about this. Yeah. No, they will absolutely send it to a Citizens' Assembly, which basically is, we kick the can until we see how the next election goes. But Peter, just a few names. Mm. Tom and Mary. Yeah. Ricky Phelan. Yeah. Stephen T. Bennell's family. Yeah. Uh, Emma. And you, know Emma. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Bridget McCall. Remind me again, and remind younger listeners who she was. Bridget from Donegal had um, blood problems. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. And they, dragged, they, dragged her in, they dragged her into a country. They dragged her through everywhere. Now, the common denominator here is that they're all medical heroes. And the government failed every single one of them. Yeah. It's absolutely disgraceful. Not just this government. I'm not blaming this government. No, consistently. You're, bla I'm you're blaming Irish and Irish society. Yeah. You know, I mean, these people going through hell. I mean, PJ, my father, developed Alzheimer's. Yeah. He lasted seven years with Alzheimer's. I'd say it must be the most horrific thing, but not for him. For my mother, who had to deal with, and for the whole family, who had to deal with. Yes. I'm sorry, PJ, if we had to try it back then, a pillow of the face. I know, Frank, but the, the, the thing is that the the assisted dying as I know it wouldn't cover that it wouldn't well it would well it if, would it, it would if, it would if you say if you said before and if I guess yes 
and put it in writing and be specific. And I think I think most people would, PJ. Oh, without question or doubt. You know, I mean, as you you brought in the about the, the transplant and that, yes, it should be not mandatory, but definitely opt out. Yeah. I lost a I lost a dear dear friend to motor neuron disease, Frank. I, I saw I know, it, John. I saw it eat him up, eat I, him John, alive. John Mack, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, John Mack was to mental health. What all these people I mentioned were to medical. Yeah. Another true hero, like, and I'm sure if John, if the, the choice was there. We, well, I think we both know that John. I knew John fairly well. Yeah, well, we I, both, I, you know, the, the last drink we ever had together, Frank, I fed yeah. to him. Yeah. So that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I say we are going with this, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, PJ, we just need to, to come into this really? century... The real world, I think. Is the real world, I suppose, yeah. And I know it's very hard and it's a very tough decision for the families afterwards. It's like after an accident, somebody on life support, you know damn well they're not getting any better. It's a tough decision to say, right, turn off the machine. But it ha- it's the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've always said, to, I've said to everyone before, and I, I think I'd be reiterating it here, that in terms of my organs, you know, if, if I'm gone... And it can be used for somebody. Just take it. Just oh, take yeah. it. And Barry was well, ex- except the brain, because yeah. there, was, there was no use. No, there's no that. use for that. <laughs> and, the, and the other thing, Frank, is I think I would be on the point of writing down now, if I ever get to a point, just just do what needs to be done. Yeah. Um, Let me you go. Know, Let I, me I, go. I, 100%, 100% I'd say the exact same thing. All right. Take care, Frank. We'll talk again, mate. Good man. Quartz 96 FM.